Hey, welcome to Anarchy to Diapers. Today's episode is that profound rant. But I don't have it. Why? Because I keep getting derailed. I'm having trouble expressing myself. So what I'm going to do is try a whole new approach. I'm going to talk about a song, what it means to me. Then I'll play the song. And then I'll talk a little bit about how I relate it to my son. Whether I tell you a story or I tell you about my ideas and how it relates to me parenting. After all, this is about subcultures and parenting. So what I want to do is play some of the music that influences me and influences the way I think and sometimes helps give me the words that I don't have. It'll be a little bit of a mix-up. We're going to stick mostly to punk and hardcore, but I do hope that you give the music a chance, especially after I explain what it means to me. Maybe you'll hear the same thing. Maybe you won't. Let's get the show started. Anarchy to diapers, bitches! They said that we were trash. Well, the name is Crash, not Clash. They can stuff their punk credentials. Use them to take the cash. They won't charge nothing at basketball talk. All they are badges in their protest wall. Fans of white men standing in a park. Objected to ISIS to carry the dark. Black man's got his problems, he's right to deal with it. Tonight, for yourself, real with your white liberal shit. If you can't have taken close look at the way things really stand, you'll see we're all just niggas to the rulers of this land. Punk was once an answer to years of crap. A way of saying no, we'd always said yep. The moment we saw, a way to be free. They eventually divided in life through credibility. The qualifying factors of politics and class. Left in match, I see fighters with his big cast. I said, got a race done, I came on the street. He was out of form and fashion for the science they lay. Bigotry and blindness, a Marxist god. Another clever trick to keep the soul in line. They little labels to keep the soul about. Keep the soul in fighting when the travels Shit, that's some crass for you. White Punks on Hope. Love that song. Pretty much sums it up for me. Uh, Left-wing, right-wing politics. It's all the same. We're just slaves to the wealthy. So that's my politics. (laughs) Freedom, that's all I want. Anarchy. One of my favorite bands um, influences a lot on the way I think is crass. And my other one is Yuppie Side. But we'll get to them later. So the next band I want to play for you is Sick of All. The song is Consume. 
Now, how I relate this song to myself is when I was younger, my father wasn't really involved in my life. He lived in the next town over, and I saw him on the regular, but he still really wasn't involved in my life. My stepfather was an asshole. So obviously, I had a lot of emotional problems. I got kicked out of school in fifth grade because I kept having these outbursts where it just let all the pain build up and just let it turn into anger and explode. And this song, to me, talks a little about that. And for me, I hear him talking about how you have to deal with those issues for the pain to subside. Or you can let it build up and just fucking explode. That's what I used to do when I was younger.
good roll. So like I said, as I was growing up, I had a lot of anger issues. I wasn't given any tools to really deal with the problems I was having. Obviously, once you start having these like outbursts, you know, they start sending you to therapists and they're like, hey man, what you need to do is take a deep breath and count to 10 and relax. Once you already start having those outbursts, the anger has built up and the the pain has built up so much. You say some stupid shit like that to me, I'm going to kick you in the dick. So knowing this growing up, I've been really working hard with giving my son the tools to learn how to calm down. So once my son was born, I started right away working with uh, breathing exercises and teaching him ways to calm down. And teaching him that like, you know, when you're upset about something, you need to use your words because communication is the way you can resolve things rather than just being mad. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we went to go out to the, we're going to say ch Children's Museum. We were doing something for him. I can't remember at this particular moment what it was. So I'm going to lie to you and just say the Children's Museum, which is always a fun day for him. So he was playing video games and I've asked him to get off. And in the past, I've explained to him, don't say no. If you just say no, I'm going to walk over and shut off the game. Because you're being rude, I'm going to be rude. If, you're try if you need to save it or something, tell me, hey, Dad, give me a second. I just want to save it. And then, you know, then you can get off the game. And I'll understand. Well, once again, he just tells me no. So I walk over and I shut off the game. So he gets really upset, gets really mad. And, uh... I, you know, I'm like talking to him like I always do. I'm like, hey, Dylan, let's breathe in. And he's like, no. You know what? I'm not breathing in. I said, why aren't you going to breathe in? He said, you know why? Because I want to be mad. I ain't breathing in. Yo. <laughs> so now we move to a whole new phase, which is new territory for me. Which ended up him in his room and me downstairs. And I was not talking for like an hour or so. And uh, when he eventually did come down, I explained to him how... You know, being angry, did it make him feel better? Like, in the long term, I was unhappy and he was unhappy and we wasted an hour of the day. He ended up apologizing. I apologized to him. We went off to the Children's Museum and had a wonderful day. Then I retouched on that subject with him. Like, hey, didn't we have a good day? He's like, oh yeah, I had a good day. This is why I asked you to shut the game off. Do you understand that because you said no and you were rude, I was rude as well. And I shut off the game. And then you got angry and I got angry. And then none of us were happy. And when we both worked together and apologized, we went off and had a great day. So those are some of the ways I deal with my son. Clearly, I've had issues with anger in the past. And I'm trying to stop that cycle with my son. So the next song I want to play for you is Pennywise, Try to Conform. This brings me back to two, maybe one consecutive time period which is my high school and I guess my junior high year so like I said before in fifth grade I was kicked out of my school and I was sent to a BOCES program for kids with behavioral problems and I was there until I think my sophomore year I came back to high school in 10th grade I've been a metalhead since I was probably like eight years old, like into Motley Crue, Metallica, Slayer. I was into Slayer by tenth by ten years old. So, um, 
I used to wear metal shirts and shit. And uh, when I was in the BOCES program, I was trying to get out of that school. My teacher used to bust my chops and be like, well, you dress like a dirtbag. You need to dress like a nice kid. Dress like the nice kid that you really are. Now, don't attack this teacher. She's the one who helped me get out of this school. I love her to death, Mrs. Metzger. And uh, what I did is I did the whole conforming thing, man. I gave, I presented a package that the, that the school needed to see to let me go back to school district. So I ran for class president. I started the yearbook club. And I started dressing like a nice kid and combing my hair to the side. I got out of that school. I got back into high school. And this carried over in my sophomore year. And by junior year, I started being a metalhead again. Because I met a bunch of metalheads. The West End crew in Long Beach, New York. And, uh, you know, um, I started being myself again. So I was able to get rid of that conforming thing. It never felt good to me. Then my senior year, my parents decide to move. I go to a whole nother school. Now I have to uh, repackage myself for these teachers. And... uh, I tried doing the whole conforming thing again just to make them, like, okay uh, with me. Because, uh, obviously, everything has gone down on my permanent record. So, uh, they always threatened me to, like, send me back to that school. Like, that was always, anytime I got in trouble, like, oh, you know, you're going to end up back in that school because you don't know how to act like a normal kid. So, that kind of always lingered over me. So, my senior year in a new school, I gave them a package that, uh, was tasteful for the general public. And then as soon as I got out of that shit, I was back to being me. And uh, Pennywise always brings me back to that. Here we go.
does try to conform. How do I relate that to my son? Well, the most recent thing was he had picture day at school. And for me, I wanted him to pick out his own clothes. My wife already had a nice outfit for him. And uh, it was like a button-down shirt with some nice pants and uh, some nice shoes, which, you know, she's doing the mom thing. Me, personally, I'm like, fuck that. I don't want my son to try and conform. Like, let him be him. He wants to pick out army pants, vans, and a Plants vs. Zombie t-shirt. That's his moment. We're trying to capture a moment in time. That's what a pitch is about. Um, obviously my wife felt very different about it, so I had to like start backtracking with my son, because that's actually what he picked out. And I'm like, dude, uh, I don't know, maybe you're a little too rock and roll for a school pitcher, what do you think? And, uh, you know, he got thinking, and he was like, you know, uh, yeah, maybe I am too rock and roll. And, uh, my wife came down with a couple different options for him, and one of them was like a three-quarter sleeve baseball tee with like dinosaurs on it and he loves dinosaurs and he loves dinosaurs so much that he got a faux hawk because he thinks it makes him look like a dinosaur so that's what he ended up going with and he decided to change his own pants and uh it ended up being like a super cute picture and i'm very happy um that we me and my wife found some common ground where it's like him but he still looks like a little child and not a rock and roll dude and for me, like, hey, man, obviously, I don't really dress appropriate at any occasion. Sometimes I'm overdressed. Sometimes I'm underdressed. So maybe me and my wife do need to give him a little bit of guidance. But like I said, I don't want to put him in a shitty sweatshirt or a button-up. Like, hey, my son's a good student. Like, fuck that shit. Let him be him. So uh, at least we found a way for him to be himself and to be happy. The next song I want to play for you is Dead Kennedy's Halloween. Love this song. It talks about waiting for Halloween all year because it's the best fucking holiday because you get to dress up and have some fun. And why can't every day be Halloween?
Kennedy's Halloween. What I love about this song. No, actually, what I love about being a punk rocker is it's Halloween every day. Anytime I want, I put on some tunes, I start shaving my head, get out the dye, and it's a fucking party. Now, when my son was younger, everyone was giving me and my wife shit because we only got him one haircut and then we let him grow it out. And everyone was like, oh, you need to get your son a haircut. And it's like, why? They're like, cuz. Cuz? What, it's going to make him look like a good citizen? I mean, for Christ's sakes, he's in diapers. He shits himself. Now I got to go make him look like a good citizen? Stop. But uh, when he did decide to get a haircut, it never made me happier than the moment he decided he wanted a faux hawk because it made him look like a dinosaur. And now every day gets to be Halloween for my son. He's a dinosaur whenever he wants. So the next track I'm going to play for you is from Yuppie Side. It's Tail Mouth. Jesse Helms talks about how we all have to make choices. And no matter what, we're all a hypocrite in some way, shape, or another. But for me, I'm just trying to correct the wrongs in my life. Like I said, I know I had anger issues, so I'm trying to work with my son to teach him how to calm down and have healthy tools for him to make healthy decisions for himself. Not to fit into society, but to make healthy decisions for himself. So, if you guys think I'm riding this high and mighty horse that I think I'm so great, I'm fucking completely floored and I'm just trying to correct things with my son or give him better opportunities than I had. Yep, beside, tell him now.
Alright, that was Yuppie's side. For me, that's just a reminder not to be a hypocrite. So when I lose my patience with my son, or I don't listen to him because I'm too busy and he has a valid point to check myself and fucking give him some validation. You are right, son, and I do owe you an apology. So, we're going to end this on a positive note. We're going to go out with uh, Siv, Set Your Goals. And I like how he talks about, uh, hey man, money isn't everything. It shit never lasts. Just set your goals and do things that are going to make you happy. At least that's how I interpret the song. Siv, set your goals. I think that's self-explanatory. I just want my son to set his goals and go after him. Not to worry about money. Not to worry about fame. Just like I'm doing with this podcast. I made a commitment to talking to the mic and to interview people and to explore the idea of subcultures. I hope this gave you a good idea of how I was raised, how the subcultures helped me, and how it influenced me on the way I raised my son. We're going to jump into listener mail. Tara from Rome writes, What are some of the hacks you discovered over the years that you are particularly proud of regarding bringing up your kids? Well, that brings me back to when my son was... My son's four years old right now. Um, When he was about two and a half years old, we went upstate New York to visit my friend Tom, a childhood friend, and his wife Jen. And they have a farm up there and they raise chickens for meat. They raise chickens for eggs. And uh, my son ran around with their chickens all day. He loved checking out the chickens. He saw the baby chickens, the, the roosters. He loved it. Um, when we got back, he refused to eat chicken. So I started making chicken cutlets. And I would just call them cutlets. And then he was willing to eat them. So I basically lied to my son. Didn't tell him it was chicken. I told him it was cutlets. 
oh, this is cutlets. You can eat cutlets. He's like, what's cutlets? I'm like, cutlets are cutlets. So uh, I got him to eat meat again. And um, I don't know. Am I supposed to be proud of that? Well, he needed his protein. So yes, I am proud of that. I think this is a terrific question. And I'm going to steal this tarot because I've asked people in a couple of interviews, like if they had any tips about raising kids. And you know how anarchists and punk rockers are. They're like, Joe, I ain't telling anyone how to raise their kids. So maybe if I just go with hacks, something a little bit lighter, maybe they won't be like so anti-authorian, I guess would be the word. And maybe they'll give me some answers. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, everyone. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see Well, I won't be afraid No, I won't be afraid Just as long as you stand, stand by me so darling, darling, stand by me, won't you stand by me just as long as you stand, stand by me. When the sky that we look upon tumble and falls and the mountains crumble to the sea. I won't cry, I won't cry, no, I won't shed a tear Just as long as you stand, stand by me So darling, darling, stand by me, I want you will be in the notes.